Last weekend, in the middle of the week, in the middle of Family Day weekend, the folks at Surrey announced a staggering tax increase, and many Metro Vancouver municipalities are already facing significant tax increases this year. But Vancouver, and especially Surrey, stand out with major hikes proposed for both. All of these tax increases, higher than usual, are basically just to essentially hold the line, says our next guest. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome to Stuart Prest, political scientist at Quest University in Squamish. Stuart, good Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks. Well, it's good to have you with us. There we were, Family Day weekend, not paying any attention. At least that's what the folks in Surrey were hoping, because on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of a long weekend, they announced a tax hike that had a lot of people immediately need to sit down. Uh, scary stuff for a lot of taxpayers. As, and we had the uh, Surrey Board of Trade CEO, Anita Huberman, on our show yesterday. And, you know, the brunt of a lot of this stuff is borne by small business, Stuart, and that's really intimidating for a lot of smaller operations. Absolutely. This is a a hard pill for for folks to swallow when they are dealing with inflationary pressures elsewhere. And I I mean, cities are are part of that, too. But in order to keep their their books balanced, they're going to have to pass those increases back on to to residents and to, to businesses the big difference, I suppose, is the way the government, uh, the governance is allowed, isn't it, Stuart? You're the political scientist in this conversation. The province and the feds can basically borrow themselves into destitution if they feel the need. Municipalities can't. They're not allowed to, are they? No, they they really have to re, uh, balance the, the the budget. There there are a few uh, uh, allowances here and there. Vancouver can uh, run a, a bit of a contingency fund, and mm-hmm. part of the increase there is to to try to replenish that fund. But by and large, cities have to uh, make sure that the money in balances the money out, and they cannot engage in that that sort of borrowing cycle, hoping to to pay down the debt uh, in part through inflation. This sort of game that we see provincial and federal governments engaging in. Yeah, well, we're looking now at I'm just looking at the most recent inflation. Rate. Rate, current inflation rate that I can find in Canada this weekend, Stuart, and it's looking like about 5.9% seems to be the consensus. So one shouldn't be too surprised living in any municipality in the country to see the local budget go up by 5.9%, should they? No, I think that is the, the sort of uh, entry level for this conversation for Vancouver and, and Surrey and, and most municipalities. I think they're going to see uh, a 5 to 6% uh, increase across the board. But in, in both of those cities, we have a number of other issues uh, related to, to policing and other uh, things. And I think the, the increase on top of that, that 5 to 6%, relates to some of these, these issues that we see percolating, whether it's an increase in the police services in Vancouver or the ongoing saga of whether to, to transition to a new police force in Surrey. Which is absurdly expensive and getting more so literally by the day. But let's zoom in on Vancouver for a few minutes, if you don't mind, Stuart. Ken Sim, this is his first uh, majority ABC Council budget and uh, and an opportunity to run the city their way for a year. Uh, they've asked for quite a bit more money, uh, but I suppose given the fact that they made these promises, especially, as you say, regarding policing and other services uh, in the general under the general heading of public protection, so the public shouldn't be too shocked to find that it's going to cost them a little bit more to be better protected, should they? No, and I was really struck during the the election campaign that this 
didn't come up uh, more often. When you promise to hire 100 new police officers in the, in the coming years, that, that's going to be a significant increase in the police budget. And so that implies that there are going to be some trade-offs. Either you're going to cut services elsewhere in order to pay for the police, or you're going to have to increase the, the property tax rate. There aren't that many other ways for cities to, to raise funds. And so now we see the choice that they are making is indeed to increase that, that tax rate. Yeah, and of course, the uh, the 100 additional police officers officers was also coupled, Stuart, with a commitment to hire about the same number of essentially social workers to reinforce the the mental health aspect of policing, which police are very ill-equipped to deal with, as particularly when they can have the option of having a professional on side who is better equipped. Right. I mean, it speaks to a clear unmet need that there are a, a number of situations on a daily basis in, in Vancouver where police are the first responders, but they are not the best responders for a given situation. And I think it's to ABC's credit that they are they're acknowledging that as part of the solution. But, but putting it together a, a, a set of roving teams that in, involve new police officers and, and additional support for mental health, whether it is in the form of uh, mental health nurses, which really involves the province, uh, given that it's a health matter or other kinds of support that the city can provide. I think it's going to take them some time to, to really put those programs together. It's not going to be a straightforward, let's go find 100 nurses and then get them on the street sort of sort of deal. And so so it's going to take time for these plans to be put in place, and it's going to cost additional uh, money, I think, even in, in future years. So uh, one of the major concerns that a lot of taxpayers at the municipal level have, Stuart, is the fact that, you know, the tax dollars are supposed to go, go towards, well, you know, snow removal on days like this and potholes on all the other days of the year, uh, repairs and those sorts of things. And when they, they see those ultra basic services unaddressed, they feel very shortchanged by the, in terms of their bang for the tax dollar. And if they're asking for more of same, they're kind of reluctant because they're not seeing a lot of return for the current dollars that are going out. It's true, and it, it's one of the, I think, the hard things about municipal governance. You really only notice it when it's not there. You assume the water will be there when you need it. You assume that uh, the, the the roads will be working the way you want them to, and, and it's just when those services are not the way you want them to be, uh, 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 picking up garbage and so on, then you really notice uh, how much municipal governance matters. But but it, it, with things like snow removal, and here we're having that conversation yet again today, yep. it, it is a tricky thing for a city like Vancouver or anywhere in the lower mainland where uh, not so long ago it seemed you'd need uh, snow removal once every two or three years where you have a really big dump. Now we're seeing it a, a couple times per winter where the, the city really shuts down and so this may require yet another balancing, rebalancing of priorities where the city puts aside more money dedicated to, to snow removal but then we're going to have to see whether we increase uh, taxes yet again or do we look to cut services elsewhere. It's the same kind of calculation again and again. And it's, it's a thankless job. It is harder to govern than to campaign and I think ABC is finding that out now. Indeed. Uh, let's talk a little bit, if we can, about small businesses. We already touched on the fact that in, in terms of property tax increases, the bulk of the burden is borne by small businesses. Certainly homeowners t- definitely pay the, uh, their pr- proportion, but small business takes a, a hit right between the eyes, and some of these increases are, are significant to the point where uh, the Board of Trade people are, are, are quite concerned for the survival of some small businesses based on their ability to pay their taxes. 
There is a, a genuine concern there. I mean, it is not a, a new phenomenon where we see small businesses across uh, Vancouver and, and into other parts of the Lower Mainland just really being hollowed out. It's it's not so long ago you could walk along, uh, say, South Granville and, and, and see a variety of, of, of local stores. And now it's really just major chains and a few art galleries that can survive. And we're seeing that kind of process repeating itself again and again. Small businesses that have smaller margins just because of the nature of the business are less able to make a go of it in, in the city. And again, the city is forced to try to make ends meet and balance the budget. And as long as property values are increasing, that's the other part of this this equation, is that if you are paying rent, that rent is going up 5, 10, 15, in some cases 20% yep. for, for small businesses. So it's just a double, a triple hit. And there are only so many businesses that have the pockets, the deep pockets to, to, to make a go of it in the city. And the number is declining every year. Indeed. Challenging times for all concerned. Stuart Prest, good to have you on the program, sir. Thanks for making yourself available to us on a Sunday morning. We appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime.